Okay, here we go, starting Sefer Devarim, Tov Shin Pe Aleph, Shabbos Chazon, the week of Tishabav, uh, the uh, saddest week of uh, on the Jewish calendar, but we continue the parasha because learning Torah makes us happy, Bikuti Hashem Yishor Mesam and even, even on Shabbos Chazon, we lane and we focus on Torah and we focus on Sefer Devarim as we start the fifth and final Sefer of the Torah and this Shabbos always makes us think of not only of, of Tishabav, as we know, well, this Shabbos is the third of the Shalosh to Parnusa, but it's also afterwards we start the Shiva the Nechemta, followed by Shabbos Shuva and Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos Shuva, so we also start thinking about Simchas Torah, which is the end of Sefer Dvarim, as we start Sefer Dvarim. So here we go at the beginning of the Parsha, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, we have Moshe Rabbeinu talking. We know Moshe Rabbeinu's name is in every Parsha from Shmos all the way to the end, but that's not really true. It means from Sh- in Sefer Shmos and Vayikra and Bamidbar, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is in every Parsha except for Tetzaveh, as we know. Uh, in Dvarim, he's talking. So his name is not mentioned, but it's just he's talking in this, uh, because he's giving a, a six-week Moshe Shmuz before he is Nifter. These are the words that Moshe Shmuz spoke to Bnei Yisrael, where he was, where he has just given the Nachla to Reuven God and Chatsi Menashe, Bamidbar, Ba'arava. These are the words that Moshe Shmuz spoke. How could he have been in all these places? <laughs> he spoke in all these places. He gave a little Sichas Moshe in each one. As we know, Chazal tell us that these weren't really places. These are references to Chatoim that took place. And Moshe Rabbeinu is giving rebuke implicitly at this time. He doesn't want to scream at them explicitly, at least not yet, but implicitly. Rashi quotes, Since these are words of rebuke. And he listed off all the places that they angered Hashem. That is why not to embarrass us. Right? He mentioned them. It's fascinating just to think about. This is the first Rashi in Dvarim, right? That Hashem doesn't want to embarrass us. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu did it Baremes. If you look at the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar, beginning of Sefer Bamidbar also has a date given when the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar took place. Says the uh, he always loves us, so therefore he counts us all the time. And that's what the uh, Parak Aleph is about, so we start off with the love. But if you look later on, as we know, the uh, dates, there's in Muktam Mukha Batorah, the beginning of Parak Tess, is uh, the discussion of Pesach Sheni, says the Rashi there, Parak Tess Pasach Aleph. Why didn't the Bamidbar uh, start with this discussion? Because it's about the Gnus. Hashem wanted to hide our Gnus. All the 40 years that they were in the Midbar, they were not Makrav, except this Pesach. This is the Angar Pesach that they were Makrav. That's why it didn't, do, it didn't start off at the beginning. But again, the beginning starts off where it starts, so that we're not embarrassed. That's the beginning of my Midbar. So to the beginning of Dvarim. It starts off how it starts, so that we are not embarrassed. It's just his Kiran Be Remes. So we have all the different events that are mentioned. Um, that are referenced. Arava, Bishvil Arava, Rashi says, that's Baal Pa'or, Arvos Moav. Mol Suf, 
when we rebelled up, uh, uh, with, with Adakadosh Baruch Hu at the Yamsuf, right? We wrote, we said, Again, Rabbi Yochanan says in Rashi, he didn't find any places called Lavan and Tofel, so let's do it. But the Mun, which is Lavan, Chatseros, that's Korach, Di Zahav. Let's focus on that one. The last one. Di Zahav, Zahav, obviously, Chete Egel. Hochichan al Ha'egel, Sha'asu Bishvel Rov Zahav Shahayalahem. What, what, what was Moshe Mochiach them on the Egel, and they, which they violated because of so much gold that they had? Shenemar v'kesev v'herbesila v'zav asu l'baal, as the Pazak says, in Hosea. Right? Because, and Rashi quotes the Gemara in Meseches Brachos, that all the gold that they had led them to violate the Chete Egel. If you look at that Gemara in Brachos that Rashi is quoting, really the context is that Moshe Rabbeinu is kind of blaming HaKadosh Baruch Hu so to speak, uh, for the sin that took place. Because after all, the, I would say, uh, this context that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, the content doesn't really deserve in the rebuke. And that's the question that Rabbi Sachs asks here in the Judaism's Life-Changing Ideas. Dizahav, and he quotes the Gemara in Brachas Taflamid Beis. Hashem, it's your fault. Thus spoke Moshe before the Holy One, blessed be he. On line 20. The silver and the gold which you showered on Israel until they said enough. Right? Di Zahav. That's what made them made, do the Chet Egel. The question is, so why is this here in the Tochacha? Moshe, in this dramatic rereading, is portrayed as counsel for the defense of the Jewish people. Yes, he admits to Hashem. The people did indeed commit a sin. But it was you who provided them with the opportunity and the temptation. If the Israelites had not had gold in the wilderness, they wouldn't have made an Egel Azav. Besides which, who needs gold in the wilderness? There was only one reason the Jews had gold with them, because they were following your instructions. You told them when they left Mitzrayim, take gold and silver. So, what have you have wanted? That's the Gemara that's referenced by Rashi, by Dizahav. So the question is, as Rabbi Sachs points out, this is chutzpah klape shamayim, hitiach dvarav klape mala, which is the language of the, of the Gemara. And the question is, what is this doing here? In this first Pasuk in Tvar, Moshe is giving us Tochacha. He's blaming us. And all of a sudden, at the end of this, he blames God. He defends us. Why is that part of the Tochacha? Right, I should just list off, where should this be mentioned? This should be mentioned when Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to Hashem, asking for forgiveness for Kal Yisrael. Whether it's the Miraglim, whether it's the Egel, or specifically by the Egel, that's where it should be. Turning the page, this should be the passage to which the Chachamim attached an account of Moshe's boldness in defense of his people. In Shmos, in Paraglamet Beis, that's where uh, Chazal should say on that Pasuk that it's your, it's your fault, Hashem. But, but here, but here it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through Moshe Rabbeinu, giving Tochacha. So why is it that Chazal connect to our Pasuk, Dizahav, this bold statement of Moshe Rabbeinu in defense of Am Yisrael? Says Rabbi Sachs, line 16, again, a Yisod Gadol, a message for us relating to, relating to Tochacha. Relating to Tochacha and trying to uplift anyone that we are around. I believe the answer is this. Throughout Dvarim, Moshe is relentless in his criticism of the people. From the day you left Mitzrayim until you arrived here, you've been rebellious against Hashem. You've been rebellious against Hashem ever since I have known you. His critique extends to the future. If I have, if you have been rebellious against Hashem while I'm alive, how much more so after I die? It's the future. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving criticism. Criticism is easy to deliver 
but hard to bear. It's all too easy for people to close their ears or even turn the criticism around. Why? What does it take for criticism to be heeded? They have to know without a shadow of a doubt that the leader is always ready to defend them and to look for a basis for what they do. They have to know that he cares for them, wants the best for them, and is prepared to take personal risks for their sake. Only when people know for certain that you want their good do they listen to you when you criticize them. A teacher, a parent, a rabbi has to earn the trust of the people, of the children, of the balabatim, and to know that this leader will fight for them no matter what and will defend them in times of difficulty. Only then will they be open to hear because then they'll know they're really out for my good. They're not just knocking me down. They're not just pushing me over. They want to lift me up, but the way to lift me up is to criticize sometimes. That is why Dafka in the Tochacha, right? Moshe Rabbeinu B'derech Remez mentions how much he fought for Klai Yisrael. He defended. You think, I'm not just pushing you down. I'm giving you this Tochacha, but remember, when, when there is a defense, I defend. Because the people he was talking to knew how he had defended them and their parents in his prayers for divine forgiveness, that he had taken the risk of challenging God, that he had declined God's offer to abandon the Israelites and begin again with him, Right, Moshe, I'll destroy them. In short, that his whole life as a leader was dedicated to doing what was best for the people. When he knew that, so then they were ready to listen. And then they were ready to accept the tochacha. Because every leader has to earn the trust. Even HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyachol, the Medrash discusses this. When did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us Aseris Adibris? He didn't come right away do it and, and um, give us the Aseris Adibris and command us the Aseris Adibris. What did he do first? First he took us out of Mitzrayim. First he did the Makos. First he earned our trust. First he did Kriyas Yamsuf. All of that, only after that, could command us and demand things from, from his people. Only once the relationship was created. So here too, only once the relationship was created, Amosha Rabbeinu, they knew loved them. So that is when uh, Tochacha can can work. And then he quotes the famous story, a famous legend of Rebbe Yitzchak Mibardichev. Right, he's quote, 1748 or nine, one of his all-time heroes. And he has many stories about Rabbi Yitzchak defending Klai Yisrael, but he quotes one, doubtless apocryphal, is that Rabbi Yitzchak was once, saw a Jew smoking on Shabbos. And he says, my friends, surely you forgot that it's Shabbos today. He said, no, I know what day it is. Then he said, oh, I guess you forgot that smoking is also on Shabbos. No, I, I know it's also on Shabbos. Then you surely must have been thinking about something else when you lit the cigarette. You must not have been focusing, Miss Asik. No, I knew exactly what I was doing. At this, Rebbe Yitzchak turned his eyes upward to heaven and says, Master of the world, who is like your people Israel? I give this man every chance and still he cannot tell a lie. Because that's Rebbe Yitzchak. He's always ready to defend and therefore he's always ready to be listened to. The great leaders of Israel were the great defenders of Israel, people who saw the good within the not yet good. That is why they were listened to when they urged people to change and grow. This is how Chazal saw Moshe, the man who had the audacity to win forgiveness for the people who had made the golden calf. He could give Musser for the other actions that they did. If you seek to change someone, make sure that you're willing to help them when they need your help. Defend them when they need your defense and see the good in them not just the bad. Anyone can complain, but we have to earn the right to criticize. That is the first thought that Rabbi Sachs gets us uh, rolling tonight.
Now let's continue to the next thought. The most famous word in the Parsha is in the 12th Pasuk of the Parsha, and that is Eicha. Eicha, three Eichas we have, Yirmiyahu, Yeshayahu, and Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Torah, Eicha esalavadi, Moshe Rabbeinu just uses it in the context of how am I supposed to bear? Eicha esalavadi, the tune, the minag of to use the tune of Eicha to lane this to lay this pasuk, Eicha Esa Levadi. So let's the, learn the Medrash. The Medrash tells us in Eicha Rabba in the first parak. Again, if you go through Eicha Rabba, if you go through all, the, I mean, this is Medrash in general. But I have found specifically on the Megillas, it flows. If you want to just uh, going through the Megillah, going through the Medrash Rabba, the Megillah, we know we have Medrash Rabba on Chumash and on the Megillas. We don't have Medrash Rabba on Nevi'im. And Ksuvim, uh, other than the Megillus, we have other Midrashim on uh, Nevi'im, we have the Yalkut, uh, but the Medrash Rabbah is, that's all we have. So the Medrash Rabbah on the Megillus really flows, right? There's, a, there's stories added in on each of the Psukim, uh, and here too. Uba Chazal, Gimel, Esnabah, Blashon, Eicha 3, um, had the word, Eicha, woe to me that you have fallen. So there is a thought mentioned here by Vilev Eliyar of Eliyar Lapian in his Sefer on Chumash. It also relates to the Yimeha Mitzarim. As we know, the uh, Parshios that we lay during the year, not, coincid- not uh, uncoincidentally, meaning not, uh, not coincidentally, I'm sorry, um, always connect to the time of year. So the Gemara Ksubis, the following thought we've said in the past from the Maharal in Netzach Yisrael, but this year we'll say it from the Levelio, who adds in a couple of extra applications as well. The Gemara Ksubis on the Ayin, Samach Vav Amabes, Tana Rabbanan. Says the Gemara, Tana Rabbanan Maisa, Rabbi Yochanan Mitzaka, Sheirochev Alechamor, Rabbi Yochanan Mitzaka was riding on a donkey by a Yod Seim Yerushalayim, and he was going out of Yerushalayim, Rabbi Yochanan Mitzaka, he was the leader of Am Yisrael at the time of Chorban, Bias Shani, by a Talmidin Yohalchen Acharab, and his students were following him, Rari Ba'achas, they saw a young girl. That she was gathering barley between the dung of the Arabs' animals. So she sees him. She stood up. She begs, please, be mefarnes me. Amala biti bat miyad. Rechamazakai says, who are you? I'm the daughter of the great wealthy Jew, Nakdimon ben Gurion. Your father was so rich, where's all the money? And it was all lost. cries and says, Praised are you, Jewish people. When you do Ratzon Hashem, Nobody can be above you. When we don't do Ratzon HaShem, we're given over to the lowly nations. Not only the, holy, the unholy and the lowly nations, but even amongst their animals. And the question that all the Mepharshim ask, again, going back to the Maharal is, and the Baal HaAkedah, what's the first word, Ashrechem Yisrael? What does that mean? Fine, on the first half of the Pasuk, the first half of his phrase, when we do Ritzon Shabbat, nobody's above us, then we understand Ashrechem Yisrael. But the second half, Vishlamal move on we understand Ashrechem Yisrael. What kind of Osher is it that we are the lowliest of the low? So he quotes from the Gemara and Brachas in the first parak. 
The Gemara tells us, based on the Pasuk in Tehillim in the third chapter, Mizmar David, Bevarcho Bebnei Avshalom Beno, a song of David when he ran away from his son Avshalom who was rebelling against him. And the Gemara asks, Mizmar David, Kino David Miboyale. What do you mean, Mizmar David? It should be a Kino David, an elegy, a song. When your son rebels against you as Marba Malchaz and wants to kill you. So then it's a song? Kina. What does the Gemara answer? Somebody who has a, uh, he has a, uh, obligation to pay. He has a debt. Before he paid it back, he's sad. He's nervous. He's anxious. But after he paid it back, it's off my shoulders. So he's happy. David, so did David Baruch told him that I'm going to drop evil from your house. There's going to be somebody who rebels against you. He was sad. Who is it going to be? Shema Eved Mamzer, who But once he sees it's Avshalom, his son, he says, Oh, if anybody's going to rebel against me, let it be my son. Let it be my son. Wow. The Gam Kanyesh is boning in Tuva. Again, what was he happy for? Right? Well, wanted to kill David. What kind of what kind of a mizmala David? It still should be Kina. Right? Why is it? Why is it Shira? Says the Rebella Lapiano on the top of the next page. He quotes from Rebyonas and Ibishitz. Quotes of Yonas and Ibishitz. And we're going to expand upon it, says There's a son that is getting hit. And the son lifts up his head and he sees it's the father that's hitting him. That's giving him rebuke. And he looks at him by every maka. He's looking. This is because he did this and this is because he did that. You did that. As long as he sees the fathers there who's explaining to him what it's for, it makes sense to him. The whole point of the punishment is for educational purposes, to uplift, to make better. That's what a father does. And the makos themselves are in order to have kindness in the long run. So the child turns out okay. But if the son does a terrible hate, the father is so upset. What does he do? He just gives a messenger. I'm not going to be here. You punish him like you like. He doesn't see the son. That's even worse because that's what's called Hester Panim. That's what's called left up to the elements. Hare Pashut, Shahamakos, Asher Yinachtu Ala Ben Kama Kachos Vachzarios Yu, Viod Vua Iker, Shimikano Chachad Kama Nisrachik, Beishvok Hamaso Elov. Right, he's not even there. That's where Vinos and Ibish is, and now we apply it. Fine Prok Pamim, Neanash Adam Bederachateva. Usually a person is punished. Bederachateva, Asher Besedu Zemanagar Abur Yisbaraches Olam, Vizibader Hester Panim. We know Hester upon him, Derech HaTeva, were left up to the elements, and that's painful. It's painful. We don't think there's a Baal HaBira. Ki berov pa'amim toleha adam yisurin elu b'mikrim. V'shochech yavon osav garmo elu. We don't think that there's a bore, and there's someone in charge. We think it's mikre. But, v'had tzadikim, smeichim b'yisurin. We know there's a, there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We know there's someone who is in charge. But that's even b'derech HaTeva. But, when we look around, when David HaMelech looked around, 
If he would have seen an external, an Eved, a Mamzer, somebody rebelling, he's like, oh, but there are this is Hester upon him. But when he sees it's his own son that's rebelling against him, this is totally not normal. This is not normal. This is not expected. If a son rebels against a father, it must be only from HaKadosh Baruch It must be only from HaKadosh Baruch I'm going to bring up evil from your house. I'd say if he was nervous, maybe he's going to be an mom's there. But derechateva, because that's normal for somebody to rebel against me. I'm so far from Hashem, he just left me. Hester Panim. But when he sees Av Shalom, so he realizes this is totally not normal. This is totally Yotzei Menachlal. So in the terribleness that it was, he has a little Nechama because he realizes it's the father that's there that's giving him the Pachas. And therefore, Mizvar Ladavid. Says the Revela Lapian now, maybe we could apply that to the Gemarik Subas. Throughout history, if it was just B'derech HaTeva, that we were downtrodden, and there were nations that wanted to come over and, and hurt us, we would understand. Okay, Hester Panem, HaKadosh Baruch threw us out, we don't have any relationship with him anymore. But now that we see that it's not just normal Hester Panem, but it's totally to the extreme, right? It's in the hands of the Behemtan Shem Umo Shveos, Kvisharal Afanov, line 39, Rabbi Yochanan Mezakai saw the daughter of Rathiwan ben Gurion. Shanakhtala, right? He was one of the three people that stopped the sun. Remember the Gemara in Tainus? Around Davchaf, Chaf Aleph, Moshe, Yeshua, and Rathiwan ben Gurion. The sun stopped for him. Rabbi Yochanan Mezakai, Chasamalak, Subasa, Vakarabo, Elif, Alafim, Dinari, Zavi, Besavia, Chutzbish, Chameha. This so much, he was so rich. And now there's nothing? It's not normal. It's not normal. And that's why Bacha Rebbe, Bechi, Mar Ma'od, he cried, because it's very painful. It's very painful, but he started off his cry with Ashrechem Yisrael. Ki anhagas HaKadosh Baruch Hu Imchal Yisrael, hi lamala menateva. Umichutz l'sidrei, turning the page, umichutz l'sidrei hateva. V'haraya, that when we're on top, there's nobody above us. And we're below, there's nobody below us. That's the greatest raya. Hashem will not leave his nation amongst stam terrorists. His hand is still outstretched. He's uh, paraphrasing a Gemara at the beginning of Chagiga. They're all there. Therefore, says the Yisrael. Let's generalize it now. We're going from David HaMelech to Rabbi Yochum Zakai to all of Jewish history. All of Jewish history doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense that we're on top. Right? We have no, more Nobel Prizes and more awards and more effect on communities throughout the history and more downtrodden and persecuted and and the Holocaust did end. It doesn't make sense. Right? It's like the Avshalom story. 
Dafka doesn't make sense. It's not just a nation that was overpowered. How can you look at Jewish history and real and think that it just happens and there's Hester Panim? How can we think that there's a Holocaust and then there's a there's a there's a state of Israel and then there's there's again uh, uh, anti-Semitism today? It, it's just up and down and up and down. It doesn't make sense. But that's the little nechama that we have, Ashrechem Yisrael, as we have at this time of year. That's what we have to think about. Yes, the pain and the suffering. But David Malach says in Tehillim, in Parachaf, Eilav Arecha Ve'elav Asusim, Va'anachla B'Shem Hashem Alakino Nazkir. Right? That's, that's, that's our battle. We have to do our Ishtablus. But B'Shem Hashem Alakino Nazkir to recognize that we are pawns that are doing God's work. Hey Makarov Anafalu Va'anachlu Kamnu Va'anisodad. Right, since they are boteach, the kochs were saying with their chateva, lachenim rak karu kfar naflu lablikum, avalanachnu boim b'shem Hashem alokenu, and therefore kamnu vanes odad. We take we take chizik, and that's all of the history that we have. Then he goes talking about the Holocaust. Mashira b'dorenu shenevdu yoser mishisha million yehudim churban gadol menorah kazeh loichlin arayom. We can't even imagine. We can't even. There's no words to describe. Again, this is the time of year to mourn all such terrible things. And Hayitachini ends off. Koze Isher Avarnu Anu Bedareno Ebederach Teva, Belo Shum Safik Yelamala Mederach Teva. And that's what we learn, Ashrechem Yisrael, turning over Ataba Vanesin on Uroim, Bechol Makom Shakavshi Yisrael, Luchuchula Hachzir, Bevnesh Shachri Hashem Paal Kozos Vechulu. We wait for Mashiach after this time period of not Hester Panim, Kodesh Baruch Hu is involved in our life. Okay, getting back to some other thoughts on the Parsha itself. Parsha itself, a couple of thoughts relating to Bezdin, because Moshe Rabbeinu, again, the first couple of prakim of, of Dvarim is a review of Jewish history up until that point. And he discusses that he set up the, ju- the uh, judicial system. And the Pazik says, I told you, judges, right, listen to your brothers and judge uh, in a just way. To judge properly. Judge properly. We've quoted over the years various stories where Chachamim have to think outside the box a little bit and just to use their head and to use natural Yiddish Seichel, as it's called. So he quotes a story in the Karasal Shabbos Onik here. They quote a story from the Gaon Rebbe Chazan from Jerba, the son of the Chikre Leif, who was a Dayan Harif, the Dayan that he knew. He knew how to be a Dayan, to bring Din Emes Amito. So one time, um, right, his wisdom was so great. Right, even amongst the non-Jews, and sometimes shoftim and judges of the non-Jews sent with him to uh, to uh, get their get, get his advice, get his advice. Pamachas one time there were three merchants that came to the city. They each had their money belts. Because they didn't know anybody, they, they all buried their money belts next to a tree. 
One of the Socharim, Lo Shalat Yitzro, he couldn't uh, control his Yitzer. Hara Ubi Shomayla, Nigash Lamak Malachbo. He went there when it was hidden. He took out the money and he hid it in a different spot. Lefresha Amdullah Zobat the ear, before they left the city, they all went to the Eitz Tena. They didn't find anything. And what happened? They each blamed each other until they came to the Shofet Ta'ir. They had no idea what to do. Have no idea. There's no rise, nothing. So what did he do? He sent a letter to Rabbi Chazan Hadayan. So what happens? They went. They each said, we all buried it, and now, well, I didn't take it. Somebody, well, somebody took the kasef. They each complained against each other. He says, why, why did he send you? Why did he send you to me? How am I supposed to know who's the shakran? Right? Return to him and tell him, I don't know. Return to him and tell him, I don't know. They go back. But right when they got outside, the Rav said, go back and bring them back in. Bring them back in. Tell me your tainus again. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll know what the paskin. Says, do it again. We don't know who. And when they finish, the Rav says, you know what? I got it. Since the Rav, the, shof, the, the other Shofet sent me a letter, I'm going to give answer in a letter. No opening the letter. It only goes to the Dayan. He closed it in a sealed envelope. He said, give this to the Shofet. They bring it to the Shofet. The Shofet opens it, and he saw that the Dayan had written one of the three names. One of the three names is the Ganav. The Shofet called to the, for the Shodrim, and they beat up the guy in a little bit, a little in a, in a way that he was Mode, that he was the Ganav. The Shofet couldn't figure it out. How did he know? Then he went to Beit Arav. How did you know? So again, got to think out of the box. Lo navi anivlo ben navi. Right, this is ushvaten. You have to judge on this passing. Anavi, but when the three came in, I saw two of them came in. They looked very confident. Ve'ilu ashlishi nechnas. His his knees were buckling. He looked a little uh, on edge, and I wasn't sure. Was that just because he was sick? Is he an ill person, or it's you know there's uh, something about him? He's trying to hide. So you know what I said? I sent them out. I said I don't know. I sent them out. When I sent him out, I realized all of a sudden he got much stronger. He wasn't bent over and he went out. I said, that's the guy. So I called him back in and I gave him the psak. Sometimes you have to think outside the box and not just and not just in and not just based on the evidence that you have. Because sometimes there is no evidence and the dying has to the dying has to figure it out. Okay, moving right along, another thought about judgment about mishpat. About mishpat. This is from the Tosefis Bracha. Paragala Pazigud Zion. What does the Pazak say? Do not show favoritism. Judge cases equally. Don't fear anyone. Because the Mishpat is really God's. Says the, uh, says the Pasuk here in uh, Perak Aleph Pasuk Yud Zion. 
Good, says the Rashi. Good, says the Rashi. If he takes something away, I'm going to have to uh, figure out a way to get it back. But there's another idea, Mishpah Lelokimu, as we know, Chazal tell us, that there is Hashra Sashchina by every Bezdin. Right, that's the Gemara in the first paragraph of Sechas Brachas. How do you know when 10 people learn Torah? How do you know when 5 people learn Torah? How do you know when 3 people are doing a din? How do you know when 1 person? Right, doing a din. So that, interestingly, says that Tosefes Bracha, the Torah Tamima, is the basis for a difference that we know between secular courts and Jewish courts. Secular courts and Jewish courts. After the discussion, after the edus is accepted, and while the Dayanim are going to be no save and no tain, who leaves the room and who is left in the room? Kefisha Yadua. Haminog, right, this is written, I don't know, 80 years ago. Uh, maybe even more, 90 years ago. 95 years ago. Haminog b'bati mishpat shalom ha'olam. The Minog in secular courts. Ki acharei shomen ha'shovdim as balidinim as divri ha'edim. After the judges hear the parties and the edim, the divri ha'kategor v'sanegor and the defense attorney and the prosecutors, what happens? Acharei calls eh? The judges leave and go into the back room to deliberate. The jury goes into the back room to deliberate. What do they do? They go there and they try to figure it out. By the Jews, what happens? The Edom leave. The Yonim stay put. Why is that? Why did the Dayanim stay where they are when a Jewish court? And in a non-Jewish court, in a secular court, the judges leave. The answer is this Pasuk. Right? Which are minog? Remember, that's what the Ramban also says later on in Dvarim. That's one of the ideas behind Ka'ashir Zaman Ka'ashir Asa. Right? What is that unusual halacha from Maseches Makos? That Adam Zomamin are punished what they tried to do, but if they were actually successful, then they don't get punished. Right? Against the Tsukin, the Gemara says, held the other way. No, kol shekain. But we don't catch some of the kashrasa. Says the Ramban, I think in Parsha Shoftim, that because no, it can't be, they made such an egregious mistake. Right, the hashrasa shechina is there, and if he wasn't killed for this, he must have been killed for a different reason. He must have been hired for some other reason. Can't mishpat lo kimu v'im kain ein min hakavod lo leches mimakom hashrasa shechina. It's not appropriate to leave the shechina. Lachin shemim kamam. Here the judging a case. So why should they leave? So therefore, Nisharim Bim Komam. And that's the uh, Aremez. Aremez based on a difference in halacha between, um, between a difference in minhag between what we do and what the other nations do. Okay. One other thought, a major thought uh, on the parsha, and then we'll get to some Yana Dioma as well. There is a positive, a couple of psukim that describe this, but Rav Salvechik talks about it here. So we'll talk about it here. Perak Bey's Pasik Chafei. We have the description of Yerushas Ha'aretz and going into Eretz Yisrael. Kumu Pasik Chafdalad, Kumu Dvsu, Benibro, Eznachal are known. Reinasati Biyadcha, Esichon El Cheshbon, I've given you these nations. Hayom Azeh, Achel Teis Pachtacha, Veyeraschal Pnei Amim. 
I have placed fear and awe on all the nations. That hear about you, and they will be in awe and shake about you. And you will go into Eretz Yisrael, where this is describing Knisa La'aretz. There is an important Rambam, based on a Gemara, a Machlokas of the Gemara, but there is an important Rambam that we have to learn. The Rambam describes the different Kedushos, the stages of Hachnasas Kedusha and Knisa La'aretz, of Amisro, we know we went in twice. We had Kibush Yehoshua and Kibush Ezra, and the Gemara has a machlokas Tanoim Amoraim and Rishonim whether the original kedusha kedusha l'shaita kitsha l'asilava whether it stayed forever or low kitsha l'asilava. The Rambam Shita is that the original kedusha of Eretz Yisrael stayed uh, did not last. The Kedusha of Yeshua was Batel when we went into exile, and the Kedusha of Ezra lasted, based on the difference between, the Rambam formulates it as Kibush and Chazaka. The Rav Salvechik quotes it here in the piece in al I gave you the whole piece, uh, but we're just going to read parts of it. Uh, but the Rambam is Mechalik and says that the when Yeshua ben Nun went in, he went in through conquering, through Kibush. So once we conquered, and we were conquered by Babel, then it lost its Kedusha. But in the days of Ezra, says the Rambam, we didn't go in and conquer. There was no war. We had permission from Koresh to go in. We settled the land. We did what was called Chazaka, settlement, and that lasts forever. And that lasts that's one part of the Rambam. But in the same halacha of the Rambam, in Hilkos Beis Abachira, and this is what Rav Solveitchik picks up on in the description of Knisa La'aretz, the Rambam is machalic between everything that we've just set up until now is about the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. But there's the Kedusha of Beis HaMikdash, Makam HaMikdash and Yerushalayim, that lasts forever from the first time, from the Knisa Rishona. Why? Says Rav Salvation in the top of Source 12, HaRamba Machalik ben Kedusha's Migdash, SheKedusha Rishona Kayemes Bo Gam From the first time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence rested there, Kedusha Rishona lasted, the Kedusha Zara, SheKedusha Rishona Balav, HaKedusha Shniya Kayemes Lasselavo. And the Rambam describes. Why is it? Because the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash is based on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence residing there. And once HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence residing there, resided there in a permanent way, it is forever, it never leaves. Masha'eki, the rest of Eretz Yisrael is not based on that. The question that Rav Salvechik asked is, why does the Rambam put these two halachos together? Why did these two halachos together? A, the difference between the first time we went into Eretz Yisrael and the second time we went into Eretz Yisrael. The first time we went in, the Kedusha did not last. The second time we went in, the Kedusha did last. And B, the second part, the difference between Eretz Yisrael in general and the Kedusha of the Mikdash. Right? One, the Kedusha of the Mikdash, originally it lasts forever, and not the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. What is the connection between those two? So to answer that, maybe we could ask the question that all of the ask. Starting from the Kesef Mishnah and the Tosfas Yantif and the Meshachachim and others that I think we've spoken about in other contexts. And that is, well, what's the difference anyway between Kibush and Chazaka? Why is it that the first time we went in, we conquered. So then when we got unconquered, when we went into Galus, we lost it. Unlike Chazaka settlement, when we went in, we settled. So then that lasted forever. Wasn't there also uh, conquering there? There has to be something deeper between the difference between the first and the second 
kibush. So there are many answers given to the question that the Kesef Mishnah, Bishop Cairo, leaves the Pesachian. What's the difference? The Tosfas Yantif on the Mishnah Mesechus Idios has one answer. The Meshachachma in Parshas Beshalach has another answer. Again, I think we mentioned those in other um, years. But this year we'll do have Salvechik's. I don't know if we've ever done his approach to the difference. He says the, diff- the answer to that question of the difference between Kippur Shachazaka, conquering and settlement, is connected and the secret is embedded in the other question of why the Ramah puts both of these halachas in the same halacha. Says Rev Salvechik. Says Rev Salvechik on the bottom right. Ma'anyein shaharaba maskir inyin zeh shel bitul kedushas Yoshua lu'umas kiyim kedushas Ezra avkodem lachem. Pilchas shrumos. V'chulu, he mentions it earlier. Niramikach, line 41. Ki oso teretz hamazber sehevlo bekedushas mikdash kedushas aretz bekedushas shlomo lekedushas Yoshua hu 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 ateretz hamazber sehevlo bekedushas Yoshua lekedushas Ezra. The same answer that the Ramam himself gives to explain the difference between the Kedusha of Mikdash and the Kedusha of the rest of Eretz Yisrael is the same answer as Kedusha Rishon of Kedusha Shnia. What does that mean? Mikdash and the rest was about Shechina versus not Shechina. The Kedusha of the rest of Eretz Yisrael, what's that? That's about Kedusha Kibush Chazaka, Cesar Salvechik, no, no, no. B'milam Acheros, Kedushas Ezra Haisa B'derech HaShechina, V'Kedushas Yoshua B'derech HaKibush. Which direction did the Kedusha go in? When Yeshua went in, it was from out to in. We went into Yericho, and we went, and we conquered more, and we conquered more, and we conquered more. And we kept going with Yeshua, and David, and Shlomo, all the way till we got all the way into Yerushalayim, Kodesh Kedoshim, that was the end. It was from out to in. That was called Kibush. But the second time we went in with Ezra, where did we start? We started, we went straight to the base of Mikdash. We went straight to Yerushalayim, and then we expanded out. And then the Kedusha radiated out. So the Kedusha Shniya, the Chazaka at root, what was the Chazaka, what was the root of that Kedusha? The Aron and the Shechina in Yerushalayim radiated out. That's why it lasts forever. Just like the Kedusha of Yerushalayim, of the Beis HaMikdash, permanently lasts forever. Because of the Hashras HaShechina there. The second, the Knisa of Ezra, was that on a larger level. Ukemosh Beis HaMikdash, Makam Hashras HaShechina, you cannot say uh, stopped at some point. Because after all, the shechina is there even when the house is desolate. Kodesh ushmamon enam tardi Kedusha and physical desolation are not self-contradictory. There could be kedusha with physical desolation. Af even though they are desolate, they are still bikdushasa. Kach ga bikidush Ezra. Ein hashmama motzias ars bikdushasa. So too, it doesn't leave from its kdusha. Unbelievable. So going in to going out, the physical direction that it occurred reflects the conceptual sanctification that took place. From Yahweh Yehoshua, the sanctification took place based on the conquering. Every time we conquered, we gained more and more and more. But if it's based on the conquering, then if we would get unconquered, right, if we would get conquered ourselves, then it would get lost. The second one wasn't conquering. We first went and built the base of Migdash. 
and then we had to bring people there, and then we radiated out the Kedusha of Ezra. So you might think, Ezra, what a weaker type of Kedusha, of Hakdasha. We didn't have an Aron, we don't have a full base of Migdash, then we're in Yuma, we're missing the five things in the second base of Migdash. That's so less. No, Sezer Salvejik is different. The Kedusha starts from within and then goes out. And then he says on the top left now, Hashem chooses. Hashem chooses. Because Hashem chooses, that itself reflects and creates Kedusha that radiates out. And then uh, we realize why the Ramah put them in the same halacha and why it is that one lasts forever and one does not. And then he says on the, on, the, on, the, on the end of the next page in source number 13, Exactly what we just explained on the top left. And that's exactly what, what happened. Okay. There's two other thoughts relating to this time of year, relating to Churban, related to Beis HaMikdash. Um, we'll start with a thought from Rebbe Nevenzal. And that is a, uh, uh, sorry that we all know the name, we know the Gemara, but it's interesting, I never really thought about the symbolism of it. We know that Rabbi Yochanan Medzakai in the Gemara Mesechah's Gittin, when he comes out to Vespasian and he calls him the king, and he says, You're not, I'm not the king, and then a message comes from Rome that he is the king, and he says, wow, you're a great man, I'll give you three wishes. And the first one, Tain Yavne v'chachameha. Save the Torah. And Rabbi Yochanan realized that even if the physical, we don't need a physical Beis HaMikdash to keep Am Yisrael going, but we need spiritual Beis HaMikdash. We need Torah. We need Beis HaMedj. We need Beis HaKnesses. Without that, the, the world of Judaism would be finished. And that's why he says, if I can't save the physical, I'll at least save the spiritual centers. And that is Tain Yavne V'chachameha. And we know the place that they went to, the first place of the Yavne, and it was called Kerem Yavne. Karen Biyavne, right? That's what the Gemara says. Shabbos Tesvav. Arbam Shonim Kodem Achorban Golsas and Hedrim Mimakom Moshava Bazara Lezara Chanuyos Shevikirvas Harabayis. And then they went to Karen Biyavne. Why is it called Karen Biyavne? As the Medrash says, Bebleisha Chavareha Yashvu Sham Shuro Shuros. Because the members of the Sanhedrin sat in rows. Kikfanim Bekerem, like vines in a vineyard. Vines in a vineyard. That is why it was called Karen Biyavne. Question is, what's the significance? What's the significance of Kerem Biyavne, the uh, straight, right? They sat in rows. That's so, so crucial. That's what we call it. How they sat should be the name of the Sanhedrin. If when they went to Usha, if they would have sat in triangular rows in Usha, would we have called them Mishulash Usha? Right? Karen Biyavna, why is that so significant? Maduin Sikhuladoros, a Seder Yeshiva, Shalasanajra Miyavna. Why do we why were we um did we take that Ladore Doros? Right, why is that? Rashik Farakasav al Kah Ahmutur Lahosef. Let me add Sajam Nemanzal, unbelievable. Suras Heshiva Biyavne Meida al Khisrona Shal Sanhedrinju. You know what we call it Karen Biyavna? It's to contrast it to the Lishkas Hagazis. Is to contrast it. Right when they left, they dafka sat in rows and straight rows like a vine. Why? Why? Did, how'd they sit back in the Lushka Sagazis? 
Umas at Kuva by Yashabazaraki by Mikdash, Hayadurim Din in the Fashis, how does it sit? Right, Sanhedrin, Chatsi, Gorin, Agula, they sat in a semicircle. They sat in a se- rows of semicircle. They see a row as a, so you could see each other. Not only they could see each other, but now it was Batel, Batlu Din in the Fashis, you can't do in Yavda. Why? What does the semicircle symbolize? Maybe that we are being inspired by the, it's not just straight lines, it's, it's connected, it's pointing to the Mizbeach. Is pointed to Kimitzion Tese Torah. Is pointed to the Hashras Hashchina. There was no Sveikas in those days. We have so many unanswered questions. When we have a Sanhedrin in the base of English, all our questions are answered. Whenever we have something, something that's not clear, we have a Shailin Halacha, how to apply the Halacha to a certain situation, the Chachamim will tell us. And that's represented by the shape of the semicircle. The Rabbanan sitting in the semicircle with the tips pointing towards the Mizbeach. But now in Yavne, it's straight lines. There is no more authority. We've gone down in authority. When they were sitting in the Azara, Getting and being yonate, we were nursing from, and we were we were gaining spiritual um, food and sustenance from the Torah Shibachsav and the Kodesh Kanashim. Yes, of course, you have to listen to the Sanhedrin in Yavna also, but it's not the same level. And therefore, to symbolize that lack, that difference, right? We went from semicircle to straight lines to symbolize that we're no longer connected to the. Um, to the Mizbeach as it was. And again, at this time of year, we not only mourn the physical building, we mourn the spiritual, we mourn the Sanhedrin that we don't have, we mourn the inspiration that we used to get from Yerushalayim, that is something that we have to make sure we mourn for as well. And one final thought from the Drash David. We know the Gemara, the beginning of Mesechah's Yuma, on Davtes tells us, what is the reason for the Chorban? Why was the base of Migdash destroyed? Either the first base of Migdash, the first three, big three Averos, but the second base of Migdash, where we were learning a lot of Torah, Sinas Chinam. Sinas Chinam, and the Medrash quoted here in source number 16, Bishaz Hakaas Nisalav Yashab Amarim Romim, Vitzokin Lisrov Ein Onalahim, Ubochin Vein Kolam Nishma. Why is it all? Because of Sinas Chinam. Akarishbarahu cannot stand Sinas Chinam. So, what is so significant about it, about baseless hatred? Sinaschinam is the root, is the root of the Khurban that caused the Khurban. It's already alluded to in Echa Yashva Vadara Yerabasi Amhaisa Evara. Godo ona sinaschinam oh, this is it. And obviously we haven't fixed the problem. If we're still suffering, we still don't have a base of English. It's a terrible sin. But why is that the root of the Khurban? So explains the Drash But Again, obvious thoughts that many say, but he says it in his unique style. The purpose of the base of Migdash in a word was for Hashem to have a an abode, a place to be Mashra Hishchina amongst Kla Yisrael, as the Pasuk says. Kamoshanamar Bitklas at Sivui, Vasali Mikdash, Vishakati Bisokam, Vikulu, Vihinei. The basis of the base of Mikdash is Ashraza Shina. The a prerequisite for Ashraza Shina are Jews getting along. 
If we don't get along, there's no shechina, and then there's no purpose to the base of Mikdash. So why should we have a we should have a physical building if there's no purpose to it? Hashem only comes down. The Father only comes down when the siblings get along. He can't stand it because he can't be in the house. Sometimes kids go so crazy, parents just have to walk out. I I, I can't deal with it. I can't. So only when we're ba'achtos gemura. Kasher, like the Vilna Gon says, Kasher Yisrael ba'achtos, Azah Shechina Shor Yisrael, Avar Kasher Medonim Bein Achim, Az, Vagol Anafshi, then we can. And that's what Chazal say. So many different places. He quotes from the Sefer Charedim. Vahu be'echad, umi yeshivenu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu ain't a Shor Bechla Yisrael, Ela Kashem be'echad, Belev echad, Belo kina, Dugmas Malachi Yashares. We have to be together. And that's why he explains, All of B'nai Yisrael came. Everyone. We didn't just ask for certain uh, rich families to donate to the Mishkan. Every Shevet. So every Shevet has a chilek in it. The Adonim, what holds up the Mishkan. Who were the two Shvatim that were Osik in the Mishkan? And, the, and the, later on also, Yehuda and Dun. Shevet Yehuda, B'tzalel, Shevet Dun, Ahaliyav, Balahoros. Why? Shevet was the first of the Masos. Dun was the Maasi of the Chalamachanos. Why? From the beginning to the end, and all Shvatim included. All Shvatim included. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was Mitzavah B'nai Yisrael on the building of the Mishkan, Bahakel. Vayakel Moshe, it's all about being together. Chanuch Chaspeis HaMikdash. Yikal Shlomo. He brought them all together. Because the Shechid is not sure without it. The Beis HaMikdash is based on, the purpose of the Mikdash is Hashras HaShechina. But Hashras HaShechina cannot be here if we don't get along. This is, this is a, a, a machla. A machla that we bring upon ourselves that we still haven't fixed. We still haven't fixed. We Jews, we're such an argumentative people. We can't get along with each other in so many different contexts. We're so good when there are tsaras that happen. When there are tsaras happen, there's nobody. Mika Amcha Yisrael. The problem is when we don't have the tsara. When we don't have the tsara, you know, on the day to day, we have to do our best, one by one, organization by organization, to try to spread, to try to love, to try to respect. Because that's the only way that we're not we're going to get out of this predicament. That's the only way we're going to get it back to Beis Hamikdash. We want Hashras Hashchina. We need to have Avas Yisrael. But as Hashem, we should be zocher that next time, next Tishabav, hopefully this Tishabav still we have a couple of days. It should be based on all of Am Yisrael getting together with Hashras Hashchina in the Beis Hamikdash.